So then, a very warm welcome. Um, as you can see there on the screen, our Christmas services this year are all along the theme of how can I get more out of Christmas? How can I get more out of Christmas? I suppose this is a question that many of the younger ones, maybe some of the boys and girls, will be asking this morning. How can I get more out of Christmas? How can I get more presents? How can I get more gifts? Will I have a really big pile of gifts waiting for me on Christmas morning? Will I get what I want? But I wonder if it's also a question that some of us grown-ups will maybe be asking as well. Uh, for us, I guess, the question may come in a little bit of a different form. Uh, it's less about getting more things, less about getting more presents, and more about some of the other aspects of Christmas instead. The food, the um, relationships that we have with other people, time with relatives maybe, a rest from work, opportunity to travel perhaps, uh, now that many of the COVID restrictions have been lifted. But under all of these um, things, um, I mean, no matter who we are, I think lies the question of what is Christmas really all about? Is it only about the food? Is it only about the holidays? Is it only about wearing our finest Christmas jumpers? Um, or is there actually something else deeper um, which is going on? Now, uh, we can see uh, three people there on the screen. This is a question for the grown-ups. Um, what do these three people have in common? It's quite a hard question, but if you've been paying attention to the news for the last month, you may just get this. What do these three people have in common? Obviously, too many people are watching the World Cup. <laughs> and uh, not paying enough attention to other things going on in the news. I will give you a clue, okay? So here is an, another picture of one of these people. <laughs> Roger Ball. They were each a billion, billion. That's right, your numbers are slightly out, but you are along the right idea. Yes, these people are the symbolic six billionth, seventh billionth, and eight billionth. Um, babies in the world and the symbolic 8 billionth baby of course was born about a month ago in fact just under a month ago in Manila and when we come to our, our Bible reading this morning what we will see is that the meaning of Christmas is all tied up with a very special baby uh, not the 8 billionth baby or even the 7th billionth baby or anything like that but rather a baby who is absolutely special and is absolutely unique and is completely in a category all of their own in the entire history of the whole world. So let me read our passage for us this morning. The Gospel accounts of Matthew and Luke start with the nativity scene, which we are maybe more familiar with. But the Apostle John starts his Gospel by plunging straight in with the identity of the baby. Who is that baby in the manger? Well, let me uh, read for us John 1, verse 1 to 5, and you can, uh, if you've got these uh, handout sheets, then uh, you ought to be able to follow along with me. So John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. 
In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so remembering that we're answering the question, who is the baby? Who is that baby in the manger? And we see two things from this passage in the Bible, and the first of them is that Jesus is the Word. Now, for this next um, part, I need a um, volunteer who is willing to come up to the front. It needs to be an, an older child or young person, or even a grown-up would probably be okay. But so any older children or young people uh, who might like to volunteer. I was wondering if... Um, okay, please come up, uh, Harper. That would be great. Thank you. Great. So... Uh, Harper, I need you to wear this blindfold, <laughs> okay? And I need you just to stand right there and look towards the congregation, which is the, the direction you are looking at the moment. Okay, well, well done. Uh, so far, so good. Now, what's going to happen in a moment is that a picture is going to appear on the screen. And when that picture appears on the screen, I need everyone to think of a one-word clue as to what that picture actually is but not actually say what the picture is, okay? So do you all have that? You are not under any circumstances <laughs> to say what appears on this screen, but rather you need to think of a clue, like a one-word clue as to what is actually on the screen. So if just say there was an elephant that was on the screen, then you could think of the clues, something like large and gray, but you cannot say the actual word elephant, okay? Everybody understand? When you've thought of a clue, you can put your hand up, and then I will pick you, and uh, we will see uh, how long it takes Harper using the clues to actually guess what is on the screen. Yes, Harper? I'm not very good at picture. You're not very good at picturing me. Well, for picture, you need to actually see the picture being drawn. So uh, let's just see uh, how you get on anyway, and if necessary, uh, everybody else can help uh, with clues. Good. Okay, so there's the first picture on the screen. So can people think of some clues, and then I will pick them. Okay, is it both Will and George have clues? Do you want to? It's red. Okay, so that's one clue. It's something red. Okay, well, what's about you, George? Next clue? It's green. It's green. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> well, I'm not going to ask poor Harper to guess what that is um, so far. We're looking at something red and green. We need some more clues. Okay, what about you guys over there? Um, Lucy? Um, it's a fruit. It's a fruit. So we're looking at a fruit that is red and green. What do you think, uh, Harper? Any guesses here? Could it be an apple? Could it be an apple? A great guess, but unfortunately it's wrong. Okay, right, what about uh, that rule there? What about you? Do you have a clue? Sorry? It has holes. It has holes. Okay? <laughs> so it has holes. Okay? Um, okay, what about you, um, Zach? It's little. So we're looking at a little red and green fruit that has holes. <laughs> Any guesses? Strawberry, well done. Well done. Okay, only 18 more to actually go. <laughs> only joking, Harper, you're okay. Okay, there's the next one there. Okay, so what about uh, Lucas at the, at the back? Any clues? 
It's tall. Okay, let's go for something else. How about a clue here? Selena? Okay, um, so the clues are something tall and something in London. A telephone booth? Again, a really great guess. <laughs> but unfortunately, not the answer. What about you, uh, Sydney? It's beige. <laughs> okay, what about you, Tom? It's old. Old, so something old, beige, tall, and in London. Some of the grown-ups are itching with uh, excitement now. So, Margaret? It, there's a clock there. There's a clock oh, on it. Big Ben. Big Ben, well done. Yay. Such a great job by Harper. Okay, let's have one more. Okay, here's one more from there. Okay. Okay, um, what's about... Uh, guess there at the back again. White and in the ice. Iceberg. Iceberg. Another great guess. Unfortunately not. Right, Amelia? Furry. It's furry. Polar bear? Polar bear, yes. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much, Harper. Please give Harper a round of applause. Well done. Okay, so I think one thing we can learn from this is that words are very important. Okay, especially if you can't see something with your eyes, then words are very important to communicate. Words help us to understand. Words help us to communicate with each other. Uh, if I want to get to know you, or you want to get to know me, then we need to use words. And if that's true for the way that two people communicate, then it's especially true in our relationship with God. Uh, God is much bigger than we are. God is much greater than we are. And so how could we ever communicate with him unless he uh, chooses to communicate with us? It would be a little bit like an ant uh, trying to communicate with an actual person, uh, wouldn't it? It would just be impossible. Yet the good news of our passage this morning is that God has communicated with us and the way that God has communicated with us is through Jesus as the word. Jesus is the word. We can see that in actually the very first verse of our reading where it says, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. When John is talking about the Word in these verses here, he is talking about Jesus. And we know that because in verse 2, it refers to him as a he and then later on in our passage, the Word is actually identified as um, Jesus. So this is saying that just as we use words to communicate with each other, so God has spoken to us by his word. God speaks to us through Jesus. The way that we get to know God is through Jesus, the one who is the word who has come down to earth for us uh, that first Christmas time. Now, of course, we can't actually see Jesus in our world at the moment. Although if you were alive 2,000 years ago, boys and girls, you could have actually seen Jesus. But we learn about Jesus in the Bible if you like, we encounter Jesus, who is the living word, by reading and listening to the Bible, which is God's written word. And so that's the first thing that I want us to learn this morning, that God speaks to us through Jesus. He is God's word to us, and we learn about Jesus in the Bible. Now, I would uh, like us to play our game again. 
but this time we are going to do it a little bit differently. So actually Harper did such a great job there. I wonder if Harper would mind coming up again uh, just for one more round. Um, you are so good, Harper. And uh, we're going to do similar things, but slightly differently. So once again, brother, I need you to put on this here so that you aren't tempted to uh, look at the screen. And once again, a picture is going to come up on the screen. And again, when the picture comes up on the screen, I need everybody to think of a one-word clue with, without saying what the picture actually is. Okay, so again, for an elephant, you might say large, you might say grey, but you just can't use the actual word elephant. Okay? But this time, instead of me choosing a person to say the clue, uh, we are going to all call out our clues at exactly the same moment. Okay? So I'm going to say three, two, one. And you're going to scream out, well, maybe not scream, maybe call out very loudly whatever clues you have at exactly the same time. And uh, we will see uh, how long it takes uh, Harper to guess what it is um, this time. Now, I thought for this, you might be a little bit nervous about speaking all at the same time. So we're going to have a practice. Okay? So this is a practice run. Okay? So you can see a picture there uh, on the screen. So oh, we're going to skip that one. There's a picture there on the screen. Okay, now I'm going to give you a few moments. Everybody needs to think of a clue. And then I'm going to say three, two, one, and we'll all call out our clues at exactly the same time. Okay? Right, has everybody thought of a clue? Yes. Yes. Okay, right, guys, here goes. Three, two, one. Okay, stop. Okay, Harper. Um, you had the word easy. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe the problem was we didn't call load enough, okay, and, and kind of Harper didn't quite catch it. So again, I'll say three, two, one, and you can call out your clues, okay? Three, two, one. Yeah. Oh dear, right. I don't think Harper's going to actually get this one by doing that. Okay, can someone just put their hand up and give him a clue? Okay, um, Lucas? Vegetable. Okay, cucumber. Thank you. It is indeed a cucumber. Well done, Tina. Thank you. <laughs> okay, um, we, this is a real one now, so think of your clue, and then uh, we'll all call out uh, again, okay? You should all have had a, a clue by now. Three, two, one. Hey! Did you manage to catch anything there, Harper? Headphones, elephant. Headphones, elephant. <laughs> okay, let's try again. Okay, let's say our clues again. Three, two, one. Okay, that's going to be difficult. Anyone want to give uh, Harper a real clue? Okay, how about you, uh, Sydney? Heaven. Sienna. I'm, my apologies. Okay, wrong going. It's from heaven. Something from heaven. Jesus? No, it's not, not Jesus. Anybody else want to give her a clue? Um, Yida? Halo. 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 Any, any ideas? No? Okay. Tom? Not human. Not human. <laughs> so something that's not human with a halo. Got some heaven. An angel. Well done. Great. Good, good, good. Okay. Maybe one last one. Okay. There we go. Okay, again, um, think of think of up a clue, and we'll do three, two, one, and you can and you can give your clue. Three, two, one. Okay, that's going to be that's going to be difficult. Lucy, a clue. It's brown. Something brown. Okay. Anybody else want to have a guess? Uh, Joshua or Emma? 
It's an animal. We're looking at a grown animal. Um, you there? The legs are white. So a grown animal with white legs. Margaret? It's got a hump. A grown animal with a hump. And, well, don't, don't spend too long thinking about the white legs. It's not a donkey. No, it's not. Amelia? It lives in the desert. A camel. Well done. Thank you, Harper. Um, please give uh, Harper a round of applause again. Okay, so uh, what do we learn there? Well, surely what we learn is that it's very hard to hear clearly when there's a lot of noise. Okay, it's very hard to hear clearly when there's a lot of noise. It was very, in fact, it was impossible for Paul Harper to work out what was being said when everyone was speaking at once. And that is also what it is like with Jesus. There can be so much noise going on in the world that it's very hard to hear God speaking to us through the Bible with so much else going on. And grown-ups and boys and girls, I think that's especially true at Christmas time. This is such a busy time of year. There are Christmas parties, there are Christmas concerts, there's Christmas jumpers to wear, there's special Christmas food to eat, there are special places to go, there's Christmas trees to put up, uh, the list goes on and on, and many of those things are really great things. But yet the big danger is that with all the noise going on, that the one true word, the word that we really need to hear, can get droned out with everything else that is going on. And so are we listening to God and his word, Jesus Christ, revealed to us in the Bible this Christmas time? You see, getting more out of Christmas doesn't start with more presents or more parties or a bigger Christmas tree or having a holiday in a more exotic location. Getting more out of Christmas starts with hearing God speak to us through his word, the message of Jesus, as it's recorded for us in the Bible. So then Jesus is the word, but then what does the word do? And this brings us on to our next point, which is Jesus is the light. So can I maybe have a couple of the younger children uh, to come up here and uh, have a look in this gift box that I've got? So maybe those between three and five. Okay, this is something especially for those who are a bit younger. Uh, so why don't you come up? And uh, Lucy's already on her way up. And, uh, and there we go. Okay, I don't want you to unwrap it, but you just need to have a look in here. Okay, what's in there? Can you take one of those out? And can you take one out? Okay, we've got. So does anyone know what these are, Lucy? Head torches. Okay, can a couple of you put a head torch on? So why don't you put a head torch on, and you can stand and face the audience, and uh, let's uh, switch these on like that okay right now I think in some countries these are called headlamps not sure whether these are called headlamps in the US but in the UK we call these uh, head torches okay now I wonder if any of you guys can tell me are you all paying attention Noah Emma people paying attention when would you use one of these okay you guys are not good when would you use one of these at night time. That's very good. Can anyone think of any other times when you might use one of these? In a cave. In a cave. That's a great answer. 
Can any of you, when, when else might you use one of these? When you're going on a snake safari. When you're going on a snake safari. That is absolutely right. I was about to ask Isaac Heiberger if he was here uh, at, uh, when you would actually use one of these. And the answer was on a snake um, safari. Those are all great answers. We've got some of them on, on the screen. Okay, there's a cave. This is a cave that we like using our head torches in when we go to Lama Island. This is one of the caves on Lama. Uh, that's at night time. That was one of the things that you guys actually said when we use our head torches. That's when we go camping. That can be another really good time for using your torches. And occasionally when there's no electricity and all the power goes off, that can also be a really good time for using our head torches, can't it? Great. Well, if those with head torches on can take them off. And uh, thank you very much for coming up. Can everyone give them a round of applause? Thank you for that day. Thank you. Okay, Emma. Okay, you're about to be rescued, which is uh, great. Good. Thank you so much. Now, what do all of those things have in common? They all have in common that they're all dark. We need a light because of the darkness. Again, it's exactly the same with Jesus Christ. So as verse 4 and 5 in our Bible reading says, it says, In him, it is in Jesus, was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So it's saying that God's life lives in Jesus, and Jesus is the light of all people everywhere. Jesus is the light that shines in the darkness of our world, and the darkness has not overcome it. Uh, elsewhere, as Miles has already said this morning, John 8, verse 12, Jesus says these words. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so Jesus is the light. What that means is that Jesus helps us to see clearly. Jesus helps us to see things as they really are. Uh, he helps us to see the truth about ourselves. He helps us to see the truth about our world. And he helps us to see the truth, to know the truth about God. Just like a head torch lights up the darkness um, and helps us see things. Um, so Jesus um, helps us to see and understand God. Now, uh, we've got some more pictures coming up on the screen just now, and I wonder if you could all give me a thumbs up if this picture is of something good, or a thumbs down if this picture is of something bad. Okay, so here's the first picture. We've got a Christmas party. Is that a thumbs up? Yes, that seems to be a thumbs up from just about everyone. Some of the grown-ups are a bit reluctant to take part so far. <laughs> I expect pretty much 100% participation for this one. Okay, thumbs up for the Christmas party. Okay, here we have someone being bullied in the playground. Does that get a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Right, that definitely gets a thumbs down, right? That is uh, not nice at all. Now, how about McDonald's? <laughs> Right, so I feel, like, I feel like I'm getting a bit mixed messages on this one. The children are almost universally giving it a thumbs up. Some grown-ups are giving it a very enthusiastic thumbs up. 
other grown-ups are giving it a thumbs down and some can't really make up their mind which it actually is. Okay, McDonald's, I will leave that one up to you as to whether that's a thumbs up or a thumbs up. Now, what about this one? What about someone who's feeling unwell? Is that a thumbs up or a thumbs up? That's a thumbs down, isn't it? That's not nice at all. There's a little girl there who's hugging her teddy and she's in bed feeling unwell. Now, how about this one? There we go. What about the dentist? Is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Some are giving it a thumbs... Again, I think I'm seeing mixed messages on this one. Some of you are giving it a thumbs up. Some are giving it a thumbs down. Um, I guess a dentist is mixed, right? So it's a thumbs down, and going to the dentist might be quite sore. But yet it can be a thumbs up because you may have a really sore tooth and the dentist actually uh, helps that sore tooth get a lot better. So it could also be a thumbs up. Now what about this one here? Playing with a pet puppy. Is that thumbs up? Even if you are a cat lover, even if you're a, a cat person, surely you've got to say that it's really good fun to be playing with a nice cute uh, puppy. That's definitely thumbs up. Okay, uh, here's one some of you will appreciate. Is this one a thumbs up or a thumbs down? There we have Darth Vader. Some members of the congregation are obviously enthusiastic supporters of the empire, but uh, others of you are giving this a um, thumbs down. Okay, how about this one? Going on on holiday, does that get a that gets a pretty much a thumbs up from everyone, right? Everyone likes going on holiday. Uh, how about this one? Um, homework. What do we think about homework? Um, the the um, teachers and parents are giving a thumbs up. Uh, everyone else is giving a thumbs down. What about this one? Christmas presents. Yay! I think uh, everyone's giving a thumbs up to Christmas presents. And then uh, saying goodbye to someone you love. Okay. Saying goodbye to somebody you love. Okay, that's maybe more thumbs down. Isn't it? Okay, so what did we see there? Well, we saw that a lot of things um, in life get a thumbs up. Okay? But we also saw that there are a lot of other things in life that actually get a thumbs down. And so we see that life has many good things in it. Okay? Life has many good things in it. All those great blessings in life that get a real thumbs up. God has given us many blessings that ultimately come from him. And all of those are things that we need to give thanks to God for. But I think that exercise also reminds us that there are many things in life that actually get a thumbs down as well. People being unkind, people being bullied in the playground, um, someone who's feeling unwell and um, having to say goodbye uh, to someone we love. Those are all things in life that aren't good and that uh, we would give a thumbs down to. And all of those things, boys and girls, actually reflect the darkness that is in our world. They are things that we might find confusing or that we might have questions about. And ultimately, many of them are really because our world is broken by sin and rebellion against God. And if we're honest, we know that we've even contributed to that. We've contributed to the sin and rebellion and the darkness uh, in the world by the way that we behave. Uh, the way that we act, the way that we think um, towards others actually contributes um, to the darkness in the world. There's not only a darkness which is in the world. Uh, if we're really honest, 
there's a darkness which is inside of us as well. And our passage this morning reminds us that God has shone his light into our dark world in the person of Jesus Christ. When we think of that baby in the manger, that was the coming of God's great light into the world. As we saw from our reading earlier on from the book of Isaiah, God's people had always looked forwards to the coming of God's light. And now in the baby that was born to Mary and Joseph, uh, God's light has finally arrived, bringing hope and joy, bringing peace and life, and most of all, forgiveness uh, through his death on the cross for us. I think that's what verse 5 of our reading is referring to when it says the light shines in in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. You know, Jesus came into the world, but people didn't want to hear the message that he brought. And so the darkness fought against him. And it even looked like the darkness had won when Jesus was crucified. Yet ultimately, Jesus was victorious. The darkness could not overcome him. Jesus rose again and brought the light of his salvation to everyone who trusts in him. I remember when I was a little boy, uh, I used to hate waking up in the middle of the night. Uh, we lived in a sort of large old house in Scotland, and it always felt like it was cold and dark uh, most of the year round. And I would often wake up in the middle of the night scared, but yet uh, turning on the light uh, used to make all the difference to me. All the scary shadows would immediately go, and I could see everything clearly again and feel more safe. Well, that's a little bit like the difference that Jesus makes in the life of the Christian. It's quite literally like the lights go on, and the fear and darkness go, and are replaced with light and life and peace and hope. And so if you want to get more out of Christmas this year, it all begins with the identity of the baby. Who is the baby? That's the important question. If we had more time here, we could go on and look at some of the other things that John says about the baby here in John, that he is the eternal God, the one who created all things. Yet we've seen this morning that Jesus is the word. He's the one through whom God speaks, and Jesus is the light, the one through whom God's light shines in the darkness of our world. And really the main message, boys and girls, to take away this morning is that we need to grasp that God has spoken to us through Jesus Christ. Both Jesus as the word and Jesus as the light are all about God's revelation, the way that God has revealed himself to us. You know, maybe some of the grown-ups here, maybe you're here and you're a grown-up, and you basically think that God is elusive. You maybe find it easier to believe in God when you were younger, but as you've grown up and the sort of harsh realities of life have really kicked in, you've found it harder and harder and more difficult to believe in God or to trust in Jesus. Maybe you think it's a bit like the Yeti or the Loch Ness Monster, perhaps. You know, it's one of those things that might be out there, but nobody really knows. Some people believe in him, some don't. Uh, There's not really any evidence going on either way. Maybe we're open to him, uh, maybe we're curious about him, but yet we think God pretty much wants to keep himself to himself. God is sort of out there and mysterious. But if that's you, I've got great news for you this Christmas time. The God is not far away and wanting to keep himself to himself. God has revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ. And when we look at Jesus, we see what God is like. When we read about Jesus in the Bible, we learn the truth about God and we can get to know him. So will we make time for God to speak to us through his word this Christmas time? 
how could we do this? Let me close with a couple of really brief ways that we can make space this Christmas time for God to speak to us. If you want, you can come back here next week uh, when we'll keep on working through the very first chapter of John's Gospel, and you could hear more that way. Um, if you came this morning with a friend who was a Christian, then you could always ask them, well, what does Christmas mean to you as a Christian? And to see what answer they give. At the very least, uh, I'm sure that that would spark a really interesting conversation. Boys and girls, uh, one thing you could do is you could ask your mum or your dad, what does Christmas mean to you? And um, see what answer they give. Or if you're feeling really brave, you could pray something along these lines. You could pray, Lord, I'm not sure whether you are there or not, but if you are, please reveal yourself to me. I'm open to hearing more from you, so please shine your light on me this Christmas time and teach me more about what it means to know you. And when you've prayed a prayer like that, uh, you could see um, how God answers it. So, uh, how can I get more out of Christmas? Well, there's a lot we could say, but it all starts with the identity of the baby. Um, as we'll sing in the words of the well-known carol, uh, in a few moments' time, it says, Light and life to all he brings, there, line three. Light and life to all he brings. That's what Jesus has done for us. That's what God has accomplished by coming into the world um, at Christmas. Um, please join me in a prayer. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we want to give thanks this morning that you want us to get more out of Christmas this year. And we give thanks that it all starts with the identity of that baby in the manger. We give thanks that Jesus is the word, and we give thanks that Jesus is the light, and that he came so that we could know you. Help us to listen to him and uh, his message um, this Christmas time. And uh, we ask all of these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.